Hi and welcome to Absolute Clarity, the number one travel management podcast brought to you by Clarity, your business travel experts. Today's show is all about health and fitness and I'll be honest, I hate it. For those that don't know, this podcast isn't just a hit and hope show, no. It's a carefully orchestrated meddling of content to enlighten, educate and most importantly entertain our listeners who are you. So when we planned this show in the calendar, I got this pit in my stomach. Now there's this old saying, face for radio. Maybe some of you have heard of it. I definitely have the body for radio. They say that clothes cover a multitude of sins, while my beard covers a multitude of chins. So with that in mind, let me begrudgingly get this show on the road by introducing our guests. So we've got Clarity CEO and podcast regular, Pat McDonough. Hello. There we go. And National Operations Manager, Nikki Duffy. Yes, that's a nice entrance. And (laughs) our special guest today is personal trainer and runner-up in the world's strongest man, uh, Ben <laughs> Westhead. Welcome to the show, guys. We'll Morning. put a round of applause in there and we'll do a bit of jazz. We never do that, but I always no, say I'm going to do it. Do so as we start every show, I figured we'd just do a bit of a 30-second, who you are, what you do. So we'll start with Nikki. Yeah, I'm Nikki. I've worked for Clarity for many years, nearly 20. And yeah, I look after the operations uh, throughout the UK. So everything as far north as... Leeds and as far south as Southampton. Um, so I'd spend a lot of time travelling on the road. Brilliant. And Ben? I'm Ben. I work at ProFit down in Wilmslow, Total Fitness. Been a personal trainer for about two and a half years now. Actually used to work for Emirates. Uh, became a senior on the flights there. Worked for nine years, living in Dubai, travelling the world, seeing everything. Yeah, used to play volleyball, England under 21s. That was my love. And now I'm football coaching as well. This is why I'm not doing a 30 seconds about me, because mine would be depressing after that. So Pat, <laughs> do mine. Yeah. Yeah. So Pat uh, you're a CEO, you're a big deal. <laughs> so I'm Pat McDonough, Chief Executive of Clarity. I'm Ben's worst customer. <laughs> so I see him once a week. I never do anything he says I should do outside of that one hour a week. We're so. going to get into that. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to tell I'm sure we will. That. Yeah. <laughs> I think before we get into the actual what this show's about, this is going to be all about fitness and health. So it's obviously going to make me cringe quite a lot. So I want to get to know you a little bit more, Ben, in terms of kind of how you became a personal trainer, why you became a personal trainer as well, and why you left Emirates. Obviously, two and a half years as a personal trainer. What made you want to go into that line of work? Just sport. Love feeling uh, good about myself. And it just, when you're fit and healthy on the outside, your mind is fit and healthy. It's really cheesy, but yeah. it really is Is true. that on the business card, that? It should be. Yeah, it should be. I'm, I'm writing that down right <laughs> now. Yeah. Sorry, we're marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before I went to Emirates, I used to, like, say, I used to play volleyball for, for England for a little while. That disappeared. Went into football coaching a little bit and then gone back to that as well. I just love seeing other people making other people happy, should we say, yeah. through sport. It just makes them happy, makes them fitter, healthier, that they can do more and more and more. Uh, Is that true, Pat? Does he make you happy? I wouldn't say so. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I've seen you after some sessions and it's not a smile on that face. <laughs> well, he knows when I'm not happy because I go quiet. <laughs> yeah. That's when you just walk away and leave him alone. Yeah. 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 Well, we're in it. We might as well jump in some stories about Pat. So how long has he been a client of yours? A year-ish. Yeah, totally. Just yeah. over a year, yeah. 
And how do you fit? Was it on an Emirates flight and you looked at him and you thought, this guy needs a personal trainer? Or was <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. So how did he meet? Was it just you went to a gym one day? What was the... Well, I'd, I'd, I'd had another personal trainer beforehand and uh, he decided to get out of the game, I think, really, yeah. and uh, recommended Ben to me. So that's when I started working with Ben. What was the main aim of going to a personal trainer then? Do you, I mean, this must change from client to client, doesn't it? Yeah. Some people want to look yeah, better, we, some people want to lose weight. The first two sessions really aren't training. It's about getting to know the client, why they want to train, injuries, so on and so forth. I can't just take you into the gym and just go, right, what do you want to do, lose weight? Right, run 20 metres 16 times, yeah. whatever it may be. It's got to find out why. And also, again, I talked about mindset. You've got to find out why this person is doing this. It's not just about slimming down is it because you've lost confidence um, in certain areas or you want to improve your lifestyle whatever it may be so it's it's not just about packing on muscle losing weight whatever it may be and what was it for you Pat when you wanted to go to a personal trainer what was the just losing weight and I think you have to do much more than go to a personal trainer to do that is a whole lifestyle change that's the bit I'm struggling with but at least that one hour is quality time, really good training, pointed in the right direction when I'm doing, you know, when I'm doing this stuff. So, so it's not just it's not just a random hour that I go and do what I think I should do. I'm getting you know good advice on what I should be doing and and a, and a really good workout as a consequence, and advice around the rest of the stuff. My problem is that I don't <laughs> follow that stuff through. But uh, but that's a bigger story, really. So do you give him a lot of flack then when he comes in and he's not been following the routine for the past week and then? Uh, so I'd say the first 10 minutes of the session are really getting to know what's happened that week and <laughs> join the warm-up. Yeah. So at our gym, we've got this um, track, 200-meter track, so maybe we'll work, work two laps. First, sen- first sentence we normally ask is, how's your food been going this week? And every week it's, next week will be good. How's this week been? <laughs> well... <laughs> Next week will be good. Um, yeah, that's that's generally the conversation we have. Yeah. And, and I, I always make the defence. Well, I've no time. You know, <laughs> we've no time. We've got two young kids at home. I'm busy with work. Um, but I also know that that's really no excuse as well. So if I take yesterday when I was I, I did my fairly regular trip down to London and back, um, breakfast on the train, I had the full English. Um, sushi for lunch not just any old sushi the one that I really like with the crispy bits on the outside <laughs> <laughs> it's nicer <laughs> and uh, and because I was back so like McDonald's yeah bad times what did you have Big Mac meal um <sighs> But, uh, but I, right I, now. this is my you show know, you guys can like talk about your fitness I know I can do much better than that did you go um, large <clears throat> I didn't actually, no. no. So that's a step, isn't it? Oh, that's, yeah. I suppose Do you that's a shake or... No, Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Oh, diet. Yeah. Oh, health, is that because yeah, they put the that surcharge stuff. on it so it's more, it costs more <laughs> for the sugary one? I had some ketchup. So is that one of your five a day? Nice. Well? Feels like it is, yeah. Yeah. Feels um, like it should be, if not. But, you know, we, we all make these excuses for ourselves, don't we? Especially when we're out travelling. And I think, I think that's, you know, really relevant to what we do. You can do much better than that. And, and when I, I'd say when I was at my fittest and healthiest, before we had two, two kids and, you know, I was less short on time, I ran on a regular basis when I was away with work. Because I was running the rest of the time, I would go for a run when I was away with work 
So if I stayed in London, there was a certain hotel that was nice and close to Hyde Park. They used to go for runs in Hyde Park in the morning. Uh, you know, you do you do better when you're traveling away if the rest of your lifestyle is up to scratch as well. And, you know, you can use being on the road as an excuse, but I know it's not a very good excuse. And, you know, sort of every time I tell Ben what I've done, he doesn't need to tell me that I need to do better because I know it myself. And I think I'd say that myself. When we're talking about routine, so you guys travel a lot then for business. So you were saying about it being an excuse. Mm. So Nikki, for yourself, I mean, you do travel a lot being national operations manager or up and down the country. How do you kind of keep it? Do you know what? I think you've got to be conscious and you've got, you've got to be disciplined. And then you've got to do things that, you know, simple things like if you're in London, instead of taking the tube, I get my trainers and I'll stay in a hotel, walk a couple of tube stops away and I might walk in the morning, put my earphones on and walk. Yeah, it's just about being mindful about what you're doing. Some, some places I will find a local gym at the side of work and uh, I'll go and do a gym session, like a pay-as-you-go session, you know, going to a hotel that potentially has a gym or doing like a little hit session in, in, in your room. Although, you know, it's easier to say that, but actually yeah. doing it is another thing. So are you like Pat, so when you book your hotel, you look for, like when you were saying about High Park being nearby so you can go for a run... Do you think about that gym facility? Yeah, I think I don't always stay in a hotel, you know, with with a gym, you know, very. You we know. don't. We don't let her spend. No. We don't let her spend. No. That's trying the to cap. trying to get <laughs> you're to get increase the budget. No, no, no. I think it's really important that um, you research the area. So the first thing that I'm doing is I'm staying away. I'll actually research the area, find out what gyms are in the area. You know, how much are they? So you can get gyms for like six, seven quid. London, a little bit more expensive. You talk in like a tenner or sometimes you can actually sign up and uh, do a free session you know a free uh, introductory session so um yeah you just got to make use of the area and research it before you go have you ever done exercise in your hotel rooms have you ever done the whole like sit-ups with your feet tucked under the bed i, or... I, I did do it once <laughs> just once <laughs> <laughs> i wish there was a camera in that room <laughs> wow well, you don't this is descending this show what's going on you feel stupid is that why? Just because you... You do. Yeah, but you're on your own, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah hopefully. but it's, it's really <laughs> but difficult. I think that's the thing. It's really difficult to get motivated in that in that environment because actually your room's kind of the restful space. So right, okay. when you're going in the room, it kind of has this psychological thing where that's where you would rest, not necessarily work out. I think that's absolutely right. If you think about... So Dr. Ron Hill, famous marathon runner... Uh, apparently still today I think he's in his 80s runs 5k every single day and his advice is you get your kit on and then you're ready to do it then there are no excuses actually the the bit that you need to do is get get your gear on and then you're ready and you're off to go now we're in a hotel room you're not in that environment or that mindset to go and do those things so it's alien and it doesn't it doesn't feel right it's like I say you feel a bit stupid. You get your, your gym kit on, you go down to a gym or you go out into a park for a run or whatever. That's normal because that's where you do that. Nikki's absolutely right. No laps around the hotel room. No. Especially not in London because there's press no ups, space. Press-ups on the sink and stuff, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd take the sink down if I did a press-up on the sink. <laughs> so 
Ben, being an, an air steward in a past life, how did yeah. you stay fit? Because you're on a plane for a long time in some cases. So um, how do you do it? It's what Nicky said, really, discipline. If you've got a long flight, say a flight to New York from Dubai was 13, 14 hours, the first thing I would do was take my shoes out. We were three streets, three blocks away from Central Park. You go there, you get fresh air, you go for a run out there. It's it's absolutely discipline. Um, and what you're saying about mindset in your the hotel room as well, I I wanted to train all the time and we were put in decent hotels, so we always had a decent gym, but I knew that when I went to certain places that didn't have a gym, I found it really difficult in the hotel room to actually motivate myself to do it. Yeah. And I've run marathons, Ironmans and things like that. And at just something as simple as doing sit-ups and press-ups and things like that in your hotel room, you, your mindset is that's the place of rest and rest alone. There's nothing else. So no wind sprints down the aisle of the plane and <laughs> just knocking <laughs> well, passengers as you go. Just yeah. the occasional time. <laughs> When we talk about obviously hotel rooms keeping fit and stuff, would there be certain instances where maybe you would or if you couldn't get out but you still wanted to keep to that routine, are there any kind of tips that you could do in a hotel? Because yeah. there'll be some people that can't book a hotel next to a, a beautiful place like Hyde Park or Central Park to run, but yeah. they're stuck in the hotel maybe. So is there any kind of tips that people could... Do you know what? I think one of the key things that we've got at our fingertips are our mobile phones. And on our mobile phones, there's lots of uh, hints, advice, um, Instagram, Facebook, people doing tutorials. And you can do like five minute hit sessions, 10 minute hit sessions, whereby you'll do like jumping squats or press ups or anything that you do where you're doing exercise is, is a really good thing. And even, you know, even if you're working during the day and, you know, you've got a lunchtime, getting your shoes, you know, getting your trainers out and uh, taking your shoes off, going out for a lunchtime walk, a power walk. I mean, that is supposed to be absolutely fantastic for you and burns quite a few calories. So it's just about utilising your time well. I agree with that. It's get on your mobile phone and plan ahead as well. Yeah. If you look on, look online, print something out. So during the next 24 hours, I need to have done this, this and this. Get that ticked off and go out. Go and the one thing I used to do, I used to love it. Just go out within reason, get lost. Find something that nobody else knows about in the area. Come back, share your story with everyone else. Found this amazing place in new york or pod 39 Some great just from food. a little run yeah <laughs> <laughs> found the mcdonald's down there it's incredible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be me i'll always find the starbucks I'm like a homing pigeon <laughs> exercise doesn't have to be difficult uh, exercise is just increasing you know your heart rate and doing something that you enjoy more more than anything if you hate running then the last thing that you should do is go for a run yeah, right i agree so you should do something that you really really enjoy and then you'll keep doing it. And the, the, the idea is keeping fit is keep doing something that you enjoy that's active. Yeah. Why has Nikki not been on the show before? She's hitting about the park here, isn't she? She does 10 for 10 on, We've on this. We've been holding her back. Yeah. yeah. You won't be on another show at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> so another big part is, so how do people stay motivated? So this is the thing. It's all right just saying like, oh yeah, you've you got to do it. I assume when you go for a personal training session part in the morning, you're getting up earlier than you normally would. Mm then you've got to go there and you have this. So it's the getting up early in the morning that's the hard part for me. It's mm. really hard. Like I've just tried to get into a different routine because I was working away or sometimes working late, getting stuck in traffic, that 
that, you know, my routine, I wasn't making the gym session that I wanted to go to and uh, it was getting me frustrated. So now I've personally changed my routine where I'm getting up at half five in the morning and going to the gym before work, six, half six. And do I want to get out of bed? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I'll have 20 minutes worth of arguing with myself. And Pat, I'm sure you're the same. Mm. Um, you just don't want to get up. But you know what? As soon as you get up and you've done it, you never, ever regret going to the gym, ever. Like, you feel amazing. And it sets you up for the day as well. Do you think there's an increased productivity then? So if you've gone beforehand, do you feel more productive when you get into the office? Because you've probably got all that energy. Yeah, you always feel better. It's remembering that it makes you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. You, when, you know, when you've had, let's say if you've had a terrible night's sleep and that alarm goes at 6.30 and you're like, oh, you know, shall I snooze it? Um, and, you know, it, it's almost, yeah, I suppose it's routine, isn't it? And that's something that I'm not into at the moment. But when I, when I was in a routine, that's when I was at my fittest and healthiest because I remembered that it made me feel good and I kept on doing it. And it's, you, you have to get yourself hooked, don't you, I suppose? Yeah. yeah. One thing I found, I've got some clients who just come, just exactly what Pat said, it's just for the feel good sometimes. Um, but finding out the why, why you're training, what's your reason, that gives you more of a drive to do things that possibly you won't like but why am I doing it? Because I want to get to ABC. I want to run 10K once in my life, so therefore I've got to run, so therefore I will do this, this, and this. It's do you always find that the people why. come to you with those goals then? So somebody wants to maybe run in a marathon, yeah. and they'll come to you and say, I actually want to achieve this in six months' time, and I really want to work hard and do it. Do you get that sometimes? Yeah, definitely. Most of the time, people will come with just the goal of, I want to lose weight, or I want to look toned, or something yeah. like that. But then you sit down for an hour with them, if not longer, and you discover so much more that about that person that they don't really know about themselves. And again, sounds cheesy, but you really delve into that person and it could be something that they just want to feel, as I mentioned earlier on, they want to feel confident in front of their loved ones or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's normally the reason why people are training. And then that gives them more drive to do what they want to do in the gym. Yeah. Do you feel like you're part therapist? in some ways a lot of times. <laughs> so they probably tell you don't worry we're not going to get any stories out of Ben Pat but do you feel like that's it because you're having you're speaking to people and they're probably at the most vulnerable while they're working out yeah so they're going to share those stories with you because they feel like they've got that bond yeah some some people are very very closed off some people will share straight away but fine once you get to know people more and more and more they'll tell you so much more they just realize that all I'm bothered about I'm Sounds again. I'm, I'm just care about that person. Yeah. I want that. All I'm bothered about is just yeah. Uh, yeah. Just give me some yeah, money. Just, yeah, yeah. Just right. give me some no, money. Lift yeah. those weights, will you? Um, no, it's it's that you care for that result. You want that person to be happy. So why there's no point in training and then getting to the end of it and losing it all, losing what you've done. You've got to find out why yeah. why they're doing it. And um, we're getting to the festive period now, so people are obviously going to be putting on a lot more weight. So you must be rubbing your hands together, Ben, because in January, you're going to have a load of new clients. <laughs> They'll leave in February. <laughs> but yeah. is this what it's like for you? Do you find that every year there's like an influx of people Definitely. that it's best of intentions? Seasons, yeah. January, like you say, people come running at you for advice, for help. Just before like November time, a lot of people come in and they don't want to put on that weight over Christmas. So they're in their head, they're thinking, right, I'm going to be perfect this year. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and it's going to be absolutely perfect. The only day I'm really going to eat and drink is Christmas day. And then it comes to it and they've got a Christmas party and then they've got this and that. And yeah. 
people's intentions. That's again, I'm going back to the the whys again, a goal setting and sticking to that and readdressing that every three to four weeks. We probably get a lot of people with resolutions as well of that the new year resolution is this year I'm going to get fitter. Did you, any of you guys have that for your resolutions of... Do you know what? I think for me being like, you know, trying to go to the gym and trying to maintain a healthy weight and a healthy lifestyle, that January, I can't stand January with a passion because you get like all the space that you get in the gym naturally. You don't get it in January. (laughs) You're fighting for room. Um, I think one of the key things here is that you know, it's got to be a discipline, but you've also got to be relaxed with yourself as well. So say if you're on a a diet from Monday to Friday or whatever, know that you can do whatever you want on a Sunday or eat whatever you want or treat yourself because if you're too strict with yourself and you're not enjoying it, you're never ever going to, you're never, never going to maintain it. And I think one of the really important things is you're changing. It's, it's a lifestyle change. It's not just a fad. And people go at it wrong. So the people that are coming in January, it'll be a fad, you know, they'll they'll, they'll last till the end of January, maybe February. And, you know, even if you make little changes, I think it's the little changes that that they're the people that will maintain it throughout the year. And that's really important. I feel like this is a really subtle intervention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sat here this isn't going live my, my physical fitness yeah. and what I'm going to do yeah this is all for you Pat the... this is going nowhere this, this is just, is for, just for you <laughs> you've been worried about me everyone comes in in a second and just fills the room yeah. Pat we're here for you <laughs> shorts and a t-shirt some trainers get out there so talking about personal trainers I know that probably in your line of work people may call themselves a personal trainer but maybe hasn't gone through the qualifications or hasn't gone through the training required do okay. you find that a lot yeah you yeah. get your wannabes all the time in the gym yeah they, they um they'll be forcing themselves and they're forcing their mates to do the heaviest weight that they can do and forgetting form forgetting anything surrounding it and then the, the latest fad diets like you mentioned earlier on they'll be you need to be in this this and this it's just just a simple, yeah. good, healthy diet would be whole foods, no processed stuff. It's as simple as that. So um, you don't do all this juicing stuff, none of this? Personally, no. It's it's a lifestyle. You've got to, if I'm training somebody, I don't want to train them just for those four weeks unless they've got something specific that they need to, they're an Olympic athlete or something like yeah. that. They're not going to come to a personal train. They've got their own team that they work with. But if you're coming to me for a lifestyle change, I'm not going to tell them to eat like this for the next 17 weeks. And then therefore you're going to be super healthy. And then they're going to fall back onto their old diet of eating whatever they wanted. It's, and it's not realistic. You've got to think of the future, how you're going to be eating. And like you say, if you have a, a meal that's not too good for you, or you go out and you have whatever you want off that menu, eat it, enjoy it. Don't feel guilty for having it next day get back on it get back onto your healthy eating hear that part just don't feel guilty (laughs) have that mcdonald's make it large have the shake have the milkshake (laughs) just when you do it every day chips in it yeah that's (laughs) mix it up kfc (laughs) any day ending in y it's fine (laughs) so obviously knowing we were gonna have a personal trainer on the show uh we're nothing if not rigorous on this show so i've done some fact searching on personal trainers so is it actually facts though these are real, Nikki. We, we don't we I don't, don't half answer. We do it properly. I went on Google and everything. 
So, <laughs> God bless Wiki. So it says there are 13,777 registered personal trainers in the UK. You've got a lot of competition, Ben. There's right. not that many TMCs knocking about. 35% of those are women. Do you notice that? Do you notice that there's more men than women in yeah. personal training? Yeah, definitely. Does that, is that weird for... Yeah, do you know what? I think I've had personal trainers and they have been males, um, but there are a lot of females, but don't you find, and I'm not sure if this would be classed under the personal trainer header, but um, the, there's a lot more ladies that do the classes. So if you're in a gym and they'll do the classes, they might be an expert in, what is it, Les Mills? Or yeah. They're not necessarily trained personal trainers, are they? Or... Um, the people are actually taking the, they, some of them will be, some won't yeah, be, but okay. um, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Most of the classes, things like that, where it's. But that's sessions, majority women normally. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't feel, you wouldn't feel uncomfortable with a man or a woman being your personal trainer? It just doesn't. No, listen, I think before I would choose a personal trainer, I would already have done a, a few sessions or watched the form or spoke to people or followed them on some kind of social media to see what kind of stuff they're posting. So it's kind of doing your research and then you're obviously going to go with someone who you actually get on with. Yeah. I think that's a really key thing. You've got to get on with them and yeah. have a laugh as well uh, and trust them. Is that what you think, Pat? No, Do you have, do you have a laugh with Ben? No, do you we, trust him? We do, yeah. Trust how falls. How we laugh. When, yeah. when, <laughs> how he laughs. Pick this up. Yeah. Drag that there. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. Breathe. No, I want 10. Actually you know. breathe. Yeah. In and out. Yeah. Um, no, we do. And um, we, we, we get on really well. We, you know, we talk about football. Or, yeah. Uh, Ben's got a young girl. Um, so we talk about parenthood and stuff like that. Uh, but you do have to get along with each other. But I think probably, you know, also just as important is that it's that credibility. So Ben was a recommendation, but when I started working with him and, you know, he does annoying things like corrects me on my form and stuff like that, you actually know you're dealing with somebody who actually knows what they're doing. Uh, and, and that makes a big difference. So, yes, it, you know, it's kind of annoying when you're halfway through lifting something, you get stopped and you have to do this. <laughs> and I guess the look then. The look. Uh, yeah, the look. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, but we know, I know I'm dealing with an expert, which I think in anything you do is really important otherwise you know what's the point in in paying good money for that one of the the facts that really stood out for me and it's just after a couple of months ago we had was it world mental health day and you've kind of alluded to it quite a few times ben about it's not just the physical fitness it's the mental side as well and being happier yeah. uh, it's 51 percent of personal trainers say they don't get stressed at work compared to only 21 percent of office workers so 79 percent of office workers are stressed most likely on a daily basis but That's because we paid them a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> they're just counting them. They're just like, so good. lift it again. <laughs> they're not the ones doing the work. Yeah, they're watching, the punishing people. <laughs> so, and speaking of, that's a good point about doing the work. So how do you guys stay fit? Because I'm assuming if you've just got back-to-back clients, you're not training yourself? Um, timetable, again, discipline with timetable. Just making sure that my training is in the diary at that time no one else can do that at that time i will eat my food at that time i will do that it's just discipline i'll make sure that i'm run i don't run late at night because i don't i can't sleep very well afterwards so therefore either run in the morning mid-afternoon um yeah that's it just timetable it it's good isn't it like i'd be just like oh forget it today (laughs) i'll leave it today (laughs) yeah i've done i've done too much Anything. <laughs> that's why you work in marketing. Yeah. Well, that's a personal trainer. That's why I'm behind the mic. 
and I'm not on the video series. Um, so <laughs> this was a good start, and I was joking with Nikki about this before. So between 2000 and 2011, the health and fitness industry grew by 75%. Now, Facebook launched in February 2004. So I reckon between 2000 and 2004, it was a tiny little like 2% increase. And then when everyone started posting selfies, that's when everyone was like, yeah, I've got to get fit. This is like such a hot topic. And I think this is such a hot topic for the young, young people Hmm. um, coming through now that, you know, there's so much uh, pressure on the way we look and uh, social media, people posting really great pictures of what perfection looks like. And I think sometimes, you know, it's distorted, you know, we should be keeping fit to keep fit. Not because we've got this, um, you know, unrealistic idea of what perfection looks like. Uh, but certainly the business is booming because obviously there's quite a lot of social media people posting you know fitness regimes um you know well different things really i mean ben you will be in the middle of all this yeah one quote i love is never compare yourself to somebody's highlight reel and it's they're showing you pictures of themselves we're stealing that one second of the day and the rest of the day they might feel like pants well, there's, too, yeah. there's those Instagram stars, aren't there, that post a picture, but then they'll post a behind-the-scenes one saying it's just the way I breathed in yeah. or the way I've turned on the picture yeah. or whatnot, and it's now, yeah. and trying to show that. You know, yeah. airbrushing, there's editing, there's all kinds of stuff. Like, what is reality? You know, social media is not reality. It's a person's perception on how, how glossy and how brilliant they can make a life look. It's not actually re- reality. We all get hung up over what social media looks like. And I think fitness is just more than that. Fitness is about yourself. And if you're going to go out and do a session, if you're going to go walk up a hill and at the end of it feel amazing, then do it. You know, that's 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 important. You should do it. Never compare yourself to anybody else. Yeah, totally agree with that. Do you get younger people coming in yeah, off more the and back more. of that more it's and more? Surprising me, like a 12, 14 year old coming in and asking to, they want to get stronger. It's strange strange one i never had that when i was 12 i'm not sure you guys no no i just wanted to run in the park and i wanted to be taller did you? Was yeah. it. I think we were out playing kirby yeah. or reality <laughs> yeah very good is that what he said in the, in uh, the that first was the meeting? first thing in, the, in our console yeah, yeah. make me ben, taller ben make me tall <laughs> wish i was a little bit taller wish i was a baller nice. did he sing that song no, but it's a crazy thing to think. I mean, we've got young children and to think that yeah. that pressure's on them. When I was growing up, there was no phones. No. Yeah, like, that's right. I yeah. think last year in high school, I got a Motorola, which was like a brick and it wasn't worth taking out the house because it was too heavy. Mm. And there was no social media. So it wasn't like you were on Facebook and all the rest of it. No one judged you on that. Your friends did privately, but there was nothing like that. So it must be quite difficult for young, like you were saying, Nikki, and then you were saying people coming in at 12 or 13, 14. Yeah. With that mindset of like, I need to be bigger or look a certain way must be. Yeah, and it's it's just all down to what's on TV, what's on the social media, um, what, you know, there's a lot of pressure for people, um, peer pressure, a lot of pressure to look good, um, you know, even like things were on the TV at the minute, such as, you know, the reality TV, such as what, Love Island, X on the Beach, all that stuff that is aimed at the younger, like the younger market. That you know, I think the the reality of what they look like, um, it, it doesn't help the use of today really, and no wonder that they're coming in the droves. Good for business for you, Ben, though. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Yeah. But it's it's like anything. I mean, we think about think about business travel. You know, our, a lot of our competitors will have images of the business traveller. 
Yeah. You know, and, and they'll be immaculately dressed and they're probably flying to one of the world's great cities. They've just been chauffeured somewhere. The reality is most of the time different. Yeah. You know, you're, you're traveling to somewhere really unglamorously, maybe quite ungram- unglamorously on the way. You know, you're, say you're on a, a cross-country train somewhere or, or, or whatever. So, so actually, you know, it's, it, perception and reality is a really important thing in anything. And, you know, you need to think about what it is you're doing and how that makes you feel and what you can do to make that better rather than trying to be like this other person, yeah. you know. I mean, back in the day, we only had bullseye, didn't we? So it was like, there was no tone bodies on there, were they? Bullseye? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim Bowen. You were raised on a diet of bullseye. Yeah, that's really? Up north. Yeah. That's how we did it up north. <laughs> no. You should know. <laughs> One of the things that I want you to look at, so again, we looked at some facts and figures, but a few things I stumbled across was how to stay fit and healthy in the office. We're going to have a lot of business listeners, so we thought a few things here. So there was five tips. There's probably more. I just, I'd, I was too busy. I couldn't Google all day. So one of the first things was posture. So at desk. So one of the things was, if you sat at your desk, don't sit there all day. Instead of sending that email, get up and walk over to your colleague, have a conversation, try and move around if you can. Yeah, yeah love that one. Yeah. I, I hate people sitting behind the keyboards, firing emails around an office when they're 20 yards away yeah. from each other. Mm. Walk over, speak to people. Solve it between the two of you in a conversation rather than 10 emails to 100 people. It drives me up the wall when I see that kind of thing. So that's just a good, that's just good business Actually, advice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. really it's got that frown going on. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh he's, good. he's good. That's why I see him. Nice. I you know yeah, that. Yeah. that was one of the interview questions. Um, yeah, that's why I don't respond to emails, people, if you're listening. Uh, so one of the things was, <laughs> the second thing was breaks. So actually taking your breaks, a lot of people work through. So you usually get this with lunch, working lunch, like, oh, I'm just going to take a shorter lunch and I'll work through this. Yeah. Get away from your desk, get out, get a bit of fresh air. A place that I used to work at, used to, it was on an industrial estate and there used to be a group of people that would walk around the industrial estate at lunch, they'd bring a packed lunch and they'd just walk around. And it was just a way of them keeping fit, healthy, probably having a little rant while they're away from the office. But it ended up like 20 odd people would do that and just go out and just be fit and healthy. I mean, the location of this Manchester office um, is quite good because it's about 15 minutes w- towards the centre. So Straight <laughs> if, over. You were, if you want to go shopping at lunchtime, you literally have to get a right walk on. Yeah, great for the legs, <laughs> not get for the get there and back in yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, I, I, I think, it, you know, having breaks is important because you reach a point of diminishing returns. So, so, so actually, if you just try and plough through everything, you're slowing down. Yeah. You're not actually effective. You need to come away from it, give yourself some headspace. When you get back to it, you'll be working at twice the rate you were yeah. when you needed that break. And people forget that as well. You know, you used to say to people like, um, you know, if, if there's, and, and this is rare, but if there's actually no work to be done today, leave it. Let's, you know, finish early, off we go. And there will be times when we need more out of you. But you need to be ready for that. And running yourself into the ground for no reason is counterproductive. It's not always the case you can do that, but but having regular breaks is important because because you're just not your most effective if you're you're tired out. Yeah. One of the things I was speaking to some colleagues today before the show when I was asking some questions about these facts that we had, and standing desks came up. 
So some people like obviously not standing there for the full eight hours, <laughs> but there are, you do them adjustable things now, don't you? Where you could essentially adjust it, stand up for an hour. Do you think we can yeah. get more in if, if we were standing? Up? <laughs> Just share more desks, couldn't we? <laughs> Save on the chair budget. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem, isn't it? We put standing desks in, and you come in the next day and there'll be no chairs. <laughs> like, hey, you made your bed. <laughs> but then, so going down like the rabbit hole of Google, I found these pedal desks. Have you seen I've these? I've seen it, yeah. So like, it's literally like an exercise bike connected to a desk and you can just pedal. You're going nowhere fast, but you're getting, <laughs> you're getting a lot of exercise yeah, done. We hook it up to the, to the mains and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Power keep the electricity. Free electricity, free electricity yeah. 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 It's dimming over there, get Brenda on. <laughs> on. And like we're doing now, one of the best tips was laughing. So actually laughing with your colleagues, sharing a joke with them. If you laugh like Janice from East, uh, Friends, was it? Friends, yeah. That thing, yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> be a bit annoying. But yeah, so you have, but you have to laughing. sit near someone who's funny as well, because like nothing worse than someone cracking jokes and they're not funny. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Kyle, mm. <laughs> definitely not coming on the show again. We'll just edit Nick out of this whole show, so it never was like <laughs> some bad editing. But they'll be used to it by now. These these guests. <laughs> So, uh, obviously, that's part one. We're going to go to our sponsored ad break. This show is brought to you by Hearts and Minds, our new manifesto. After the break, we'll be coming back with the first, worst, and best travel scenarios from Nikki and Ben. We're back soon. Hearts and Minds is about how we combine hard metrics with human understanding, technology with local knowledge, the brightest analysts with the best account managers. We want to change the way we do business travel bringing hearts and minds together, improving experience without increasing cost. Manifesto for a more balanced approach to business travel. Download your copy now at claritybusinesstravel.com today. And we're back. So we want to hear some first, best and worst travel experiences. Obviously, Pat, we've already heard about yours. They were great. We'll never forget the one-eyed, three-legged cat tripod. (laughs) Uh, So... (laughs) Nikki, we'll start with you. What's your first travel experience? Gosh, many moons ago. Um, obviously, I travel around a bit, but before when I first started traveling um, around for work, um, I am a northern girl, having to go to London, no. <laughs> take over um, the offices in London. And uh, I do remember, Pat, you probably back me up here, but mm. I would only stay in a hotel that was like around the corner from the actual venue that I was going to, or the office, or the meeting because I was just absolutely useless on the whole underground. Well, you used to have Mark, who is your opposite number for the South, he used to have to meet you at Euston, yeah. didn't he? And escort you on the underground. So, so I'd only just gotten to know Nikki at the time. I'm like, is this for real? <laughs> she, she can't find a way around the underground. Yeah, in bit my of northern, a diva, in my diva northern, request. Uh, yeah. Northern dulcet tones. Bit, yeah. bit different now, though. Gone native now. Oh, gone yeah. native. There's just not a place in London that I don't know. I used yeah. to card the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, and your worst. My worst, okay, quite a recent one actually. Um, going over to Ireland, working on a project over there, and yeah, I um, I got to Dublin quite late, and it, my flight was delayed, and I was in Dublin, and I got to the gate. The flight was still delayed, and um, got to the gate, and they said, "No, sorry, Mrs. You can't get on. We're just closing boarding. The flight is due to take off." So I kind of missed my flight, but um, they'd forgot to change the um, 
the board the the boards it was still saying it was the flight was delayed so it was a bit of a horrendous experience then they were they, then they, they said they were going to take my luggage off and uh, they managed to lose my luggage between the flight and we actually trying to retrieve it in Dublin so I had no luggage at all so I was kind of stranded in Dublin at nine o'clock at night with no luggage so that was kind of not a great experience but it does happen from time to time you need to go to mobile with uh, updates you coming in. You need the app, Nikki. need the app, yeah. get on it. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's helpful now. <laughs> I've got stuck in Dublin for a night. <laughs> go on, and your best. My best. Okay, well, obviously brings a smile to my face. I was uh, away on my 40th um, and don't say I don't look old enough. I know. Only a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Um, and uh, I got a free upgrade um, from Etihad to business class. So that was rather lovely. Uh, and I did lap it up. I didn't sleep. I uh, kind of took the advantage of the... Uh, Free drinks? No, no. the food. <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> so, Ben, what's your first... So, we're probably going to do yours around flying because you're an, an air steward. Yeah. So, we'll do some of these. So, what was your first? Okay. First one is crew. Where's to Kuala Lumpur. Awesome flight. Um, wonderful flight. And the captain got on really well with him. And for some reason, he decided to buy two bottles of tequila as we walked out of the airport. And the entire crew just sat sharing a mug in the pool, one o'clock in the morning, just passing this mug around full of tequila. It so, was, yeah. <laughs> Don't let anybody ever tell you that it's glamorous. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. No, it's hard yeah. work. But it's yeah. a party lifestyle. It's very yeah. serious. You yeah. Know. yeah. When you get on that Emirates flight and they're smiling at you, it's been a hard night. Yeah. <laughs> they're smiling <laughs> through the pain. We will just say you, you didn't fly the next day, did you? No, we didn't. No. Like four days. No, no. That there night. Yeah. No, was four, that four days. Four days. It was, it's changed nowadays. It's changed. Yeah. Um, just changed a couple a lot, of days now. Yeah. 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 Mm. Living the life, work, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. What was your first one? Underground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the reality. I got stuck eh? on underground. <laughs> Go on, and your worst. Worst. Um, recently, just flown back from Hawaii, went via Vancouver to Toronto. Got to my seat. It had clearly just been cleaned and had sick on it. Overnight flight, all I wanted to do was sleep, but the smell of this and sitting next to a family of five in front of me and to the side of me who just wanted to talk through the entire flight. It was not pleasant. No Emirates TV or anything like that either. And so just... So obviously don't say who it was, but it clearly wasn't an Emirates. Yeah, flight, yeah. was it, right? Okay. I don't want to get in trouble, don't we? No, <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, it's it this one. definitely was not yeah. something along those lines. Did, yeah. did you Small complain? No, I'm English. <laughs> ben. <laughs> he was one of God, them. He complain. knew the pain. He was like, yeah, oh, there's nothing they can complain. do. Got to complain. Yeah. Straight in there. Yeah. Not happy. Service. Yeah. yeah. Speaking absolutely. like a true travel management company. Yeah. Just complain. Just go, yeah. Complain. complain, get someone back off it. Yeah. And your best. Best. Two really. One as crew, but I had a free flight every year with the, the company I work with. So went to LA on the way back, aircraft full, so they upgraded all the crew that were travelling that day. And I just slept on a lovely fourteen hour flight. Had the champagne, go on you get yeah. on board and zonked until top of descent. Wonderful. Couldn't ask for more. Yeah. Oh, no tequila in a mug, yeah. champagne no in a glass. In a day. <laughs> Just a flat you've, bed. You've flown too much. That's why you don't take use of the uh, the alcohol yeah, and the drink, yeah. the food. Yeah. I used to do that. The first thing you do is a rusty nail, <laughs> 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 a drum beauty and a whiskey all in one glass, and yeah. and 
after that, it's sort of like, oh, I'll just have a pineapple juice with no ice. Is this while you're working? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Straight right. on. No, uh, I'll just definitely not. For the record, <laughs> <Yeah>. no. <laughs> and so you said there were two bests. So oh. Of one. Other one was, uh, again, just mentioned I've just been to Hawaii. I was there when the hurricane was just just about to hit the island we were on in Maui. Um, but the airline contacted us two days before and said, we're going to bring the flight forward, so therefore we're getting you out of the island before the hurricane hits. And a lot of people didn't have that. Before you actually get on the flight, it just made the flight so much better. And that was my the customer experience was heightened because of that. They actually thought of the customer rather than, we'll just cancel the flight, whatever it may be. So that was my best experience, definitely. And now I want to get into the good stuff because you're a crew member for how many years? Nine years. Nine. So you've got to have some stories. you got to have some bad customer experience <laughs> stories to make everyone feel guilty who gets on a flight as, <laughs> next week. As a whole, I'd, I'd recommend don't be... I don't want to swear. Don't, yeah. don't be horrible, let's just okay. say that. Yeah. The second you we'll just say bleep that out so it sounds like you did swear. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my God, nice. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> um, the second you get on board and you demand something or something like that, just don't expect the best service in the world from the crew that you've spoken to and they will tell the rest of the crew who not to be who polite to. All right, okay. Um, Solidarity, I, I like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A, a decent crew sticks together yeah. and all I always support the crew, no matter what it was. You'll always have to be there. If you get on Seat board... Seat 4F gets no more blankets. Exactly. <laughs> no more blankets. <laughs> he was mean to me. If he happens to be balding, you might receive a comb at some point or something well, like that. Those kind of yeah. things happened. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Pass making some notes here. Like, I like that. So, so what's the best way to get an upgrade then when you're, you know, when you, when you're flying? Best way... How do you go about it? Not on our airline. Not on my RLN. Mm. Not on the previous You don't airline. work there anymore, Ben. Let, Let it go, go man. Let it go. <laughs> 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 it's pre all the stuff beforehand so schmoozing shall we say the um, check-in desk things like that it's the best way once you get on board there's not a chance even if you something happens that's unfortunate shall we say then it's very unlikely you get an upgrade on, on Emirates you need to be a Skywards customer or yeah, that's it. Unfortunately, with so Emirates, a bit of I'm flirting sure at the check-in desk. That's bit of a wink. Yeah. Oh, you're looking good. <laughs> Gets you a little upgrade. Yeah, that's possible. Maybe, maybe Downgrade. Yeah, yeah. It could go the other way. Like, <laughs> no more blankets for four. Have you, have you ever had anyone really try it on then? And like, you know, really constantly. Try it? Yeah, they'll Weird bring on so. people who bring on sweets and all that kind of thing. They'll get service, but then they'll just keep going and going like. Oh, and, and they'll tie stuff to the bag. So it's our anniversary today, is it? Oh, you're sat at yeah. 73F. Yeah. Oh, Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we'll bring you a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but difficulties. We've had people as well. It's always certain areas of the world will just try and run upstairs or find oh, there. Yeah. Sneak on. They'll still sneak up the back steps and sort of wash a bottle That's brilliant. Yeah. That's amazing. That happens virtually every flight. I had one guy who actually had a boarding pass for his child sat downstairs and he said, don't worry, he can just sit on my knee. So he'd bought for his, yeah, for his eight-year-old kid a seat downstairs because he knew that he could probably get away with sitting upstairs, trying to save himself some money, obviously. But we wouldn't allow it because it was downstairs, different cabin. Yeah. And... Yeah, You've got to be strict, haven't you? You can't let him take the mic. He knew what he was doing. He used terms that we use as crew as yeah, well, yeah. so he knew exactly what he was doing. 
was your ex-crew did you find out you could he worked I, for the competition he, didn't he yeah he was like, it was yeah. something like that he was he knew exactly oh top of descent we'll do this and that and he knew what he was doing pilot yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, well thanks very much that guys I really appreciate you all coming on the show and giving us your time Ben probably for you if anyone wants to find out about you or get in touch or take up personal training where can they find you Wilmslow Total Fitness um, work for ProFit you can go on the ProFit website plenty of details about myself and the company um, and my contact details are on there as well and if you want to know more about Clarity you can go to www.claritybusinesstravel.com you can follow us on Twitter at Clarity underscore BT we're on Facebook, Instagram, all the good places. We're going to take a little bit of a break, but we'll be back in January. Have a great Christmas and a Happy New Year. Happy New Year.